Locked on Longhorns, the show. Jonathan Davis, your host. Today's episode of Locked on Longhorns is brought to you by the Longhorn Real Estate Team. For all your real estate needs in the Austin area, please visit www.longhornrealestateteam.com. We have to talk about Texas dominating Kansas on Saturday on the road, winning by 41 points. It's hard to win in college football by 41, but that's what your Longhorns did to the Jayhawks on Saturday, avenging a horrible loss last year to them in Austin, beating them on the road in Lawrence, Kansas. We have to give credit to Steve Sarkeesian, who I've been critical of at different points this year, but his offense was rolling, scoring 55 points. And then y'all know this is a Pete Kukowski Stan account, and Stan I will continue to do because this defense continues to amaze me and they continue to exceed the preseason expectations that I had uh, for this team. They played such great complimentary football on Saturday, and we're going to get into all of that. But first, I want to talk about a few metrics and analytics that really not only have defined this Texas team this year, but have defined this Texas team throughout the first 23 games of Steve Sarkeesian's tenure. If you've been listening to Locked on Longhorns for the last three weeks to a month, you know something I've been preaching is the run-pass splits. And something I noticed starting with the Iowa State game is that as talented as this Texas team is on offense and as many playmakers as they have, they've really been able, they've really only been able to win one way, and that's running the ball more than they pass the ball. I've been saying that the best formula for this Texas offense is to have a sub-50% pass split. Once again, running the ball more than they pass the ball. And I started to notice that in the Iowa State game, like I said, because in that game-winning drive against Iowa State, nine of 11 plays on that drive were run plays, two passes. One of those two passes was a screen pass to B. John Robinson. You do the math, that's 10 of 11 plays that went to B. John Robinson or Roshan Johnson on the game-winning drive. You come the next week against Oklahoma State, you throw the ball 49 times, only complete 19 passes. You obviously pass it more, way more than you run. You lose to Oklahoma State. Against Kansas State, you get a great win against a ranked team on the road because you run the ball 55% of the time, pass the ball 45% of the time. Against TCU, you throw the ball 39 times. B. John Robinson and Roshan Johnson combined for 17 carries. You lose that game. You lean, really, into the run-pass splits against Kansas. 72% run split, 28% pass split. No coincidence why you won that game by 41 points. I've said that the formula for this Texas team to win is B. John Robinson and Roshan Johnson, the best running back room in the country, carries you while Quinn Ewers at this stage of his career, which still needs a lot of development, compliments them and not vice versa. And when you look at the numbers, they show that Texas this year is 6-0 and when they run the ball more than they pass. They're undefeated. They are 0-3 this year when they pass the ball more than they run, haven't won a game. And then this might be the stat geek in me, but twice in the first four games this year against ULM and Texas Tech, Steve Sarkeesian and this offense had the same amount of pass attempts as run attempts. Like I said, I just think that's elite <laughs> to be able to do that twice in the first four games. Of course, a win against ULM and, of course, a loss against Texas Tech. Like I said, this Texas team is undefeated this year when they run the ball more than they pass the ball. Now, you can take these stats with a grain of salt if you would like, because, of course, you pass the ball more when you're losing. You run the ball more when you're winning. But... I think 6-0 and 0 and 0 and 3 are very significant and tell the story of this Texas offense this year. Another metric and analytic that I love that I think is criminally has been criminally neglected by Sark. And, you know, I know it it, it, it takes a lot of context, but I think these numbers are kind of staggering, staggering as well and, and tell the story of Steve Sarkeesian through the first 23 games. Time of possession is simple, right? Like, I think it's simple that if you hold the ball more than your opponent, you have a better chance to win. Texas has only won the time of possession battle eight times in the first 23 games in Sark's tenure. They're seven and one in those games. So 
the eight times that they've won time of possession, they're seven and one in those games. The one loss, a one point loss to the Alabama Crimson Tide. What this tells me is that when Texas runs the ball, when Texas can run the ball more than they pass the ball, and when they control time of possession and possess the ball more than their opponents, they are a dominant football team, one of the best football teams in the country. When they do anything outside of that, they are an average to below average football team, and they leave a lot to be desired and a lot more questions than answers. Against Kansas on Saturday, we had a lot more answers than questions, and it started with giving B. John Robinson the ball as many times as they did and him just being an absolute beast, averaging almost 10 yards a carry, right, with over 20 carries. That's insane. And I talk all the time about using your mismatches. If you have the best running back room in the country, why are you not utilizing it to its full advantage, right? And I think one thing that Sark did, which I have to give him all the credit in the world for, he clearly came into that game and said, we're going to run the ball down their throats. We're going to run the ball, continue to run it, and we're just going to run it all day, right, with as many different running backs as we can. And then we'll let Quinn Ewers pick his spots when they're there. But we are going to win this game running the ball. And run, 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 they did, right? And so when you look at B. John Robinson, of course, he broke his single-game record rushing for over 240 yards. He broke his single-game touchdown record by rushing for four touchdowns. And I think a big reason for that was just the dedication to the run game. But what I loved more than the dedication to the run game is because you can run 40 times, right? That's not the hard part. It's the creativity in the run game and how you're calling the run. So what I loved was we saw the patented inside zone from Sark, right? You know you're going to see that. And have to give credit to the interior offensive line, really the offensive line period, because that's one of their best run blocking efforts of the season. We saw the inside zone. We saw some of the outside zone, some of the stretch runs a little bit. But then also, I think for the first time this season, you can let me know if I'm tripping in the comments. We saw that toss play where B. John Robinson would kind of come like he's going to get the hand I mean, the handoff and then retreat and then take the toss. And I think both times they did that. If they did it more than twice, I missed it. But that worked out well. Uh, for the Texas offense. I think B. John Robinson might have even scored a touchdown on one of those toss plays. So, like I said, the dedication to the run game was great. The creativity in the run game got me even more excited, and I have to give all the credit in the world to our play caller, our offensive mind, Steve Sarkeesian, for that. Did something that has only been done twice in the history of the University of Texas, the illustrious history of the University of Texas, right? That's having a 200-yard rusher and a 100-yard rusher in the same game, B. John Robinson and Jonathan Brooks. First time since the 60s, second time in the University of Texas history, period. And you saw, you know, B. John Robinson and Roshan Johnson. I hope he's okay. He was in a boot after the game. You know, they're kind of, you know, the the going out, right? They're the, you know, the the seniors, right, or, or the seniors or the draft-eligible players that are going to be leaving after this year. But then you saw the future. You know, if Keelan Robinson decides to come back, you saw what can happen if you give him more than, you know, one to two touches a game. And then, of course, Jonathan Brooks, who's going to be an integral part of your running game next year with Jaden Blue and Cedric Baxter, you saw how explosive he is, right, with going up for over 100 yards in mop-up duty and having that 70-yard run, which so many people just said he looks like either Cedric Benson or Jamal Charles and. I agree with both of those, right? He just looks like a special player, and I can't wait to see him, you know, being thrust into action as a starter next year at the University of Texas. Another thing that I love, Steve Sarkeesian, what he did on Saturday was we've been screaming for the short pass, right? We've been screaming for the short pass. We've seen that the deep opportunities have not worked for whatever reason thus far this season, and so we said we need to see more of the short passing game. And not only can the short passing game get your quarterback into a rhythm, not only can the short passing game, you know, kind of, you know, get him comfortable, right? It's an extension of the run game, right? And so we saw that, I think it was the first play from scrimmage, a screen pass to Xavier Worthy that went for six or seven yards. Not only does that put you ahead of the chains, put you in a manageable second down, right? A second and, and four where the pole playbook is open to you. 
but that's an extension of the run game. I think on the first or second drive, which was a touchdown drive, you had the pop pass to Jordan Winnington, which you just pop it in front of you to Jordan Winnington for 13 yards. That's an extension of the run game, right? It counts as a pass in the box score, but that's a run for Jordan Winnington. And then his one touchdown pass of the day for Quinn Ewers was a screen pass to Keelan Robinson. That's an extension of the run game, right? So I thought not only did Steve Sarkisian do a good job of calling short plays to get Quinn Ewers comfortable, but he also did a good job of running, 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 and then coming with the short plays to supplement the run game, but also still being creative in his play calling and what he was showing that Kansas defense. And then I still think that Quinn Ewers didn't have a great game, right? He hasn't had a great game since Oklahoma. I mean, when you look at the numbers, he had, I think, 5.1 yards per attempt. That's below average, right? When you look at it, he still completed less than 60% of his passes. That's below average. But there are a few moments where I saw growth from Quinn Ewers. So although the game was never really in doubt, you know, when it was still kind of in the balance early, it might have been 14 to 0 or 17 to 0, 21 to 0. I can't remember. There was a third and six where Obviously, 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 Quinn Ewers is going to pass, obvious passing situation. And he puts a 24-yard rope, right, or a 24-yard pass on a rope to Xavier Worthy. They complete, you know, they convert on third and six, excuse me, they score a touchdown on that drive. There were a few times where there was nothing open downfield, and instead of forcing something down the field, Quinn Ewers took off with his legs. That's growth from a young quarterback. There was a few times or one time where uh, he didn't like what he was seeing and he threw the ball away. That's growth from Quinn Ewers. So I think that next year this is going to be Quinn Ewers' team, and we're going to have to see a lot more leadership and development over the summer for it to be Quinn Ewers' team next year and for Texas to achieve their goals, which should definitely be the Big 12 championship next year and a possible playoff, you know, appearance. But as of right now, this is B. John Robinson and Roshan Johnson's team. This is the best running back in the country's team, and I think they flexed that on Saturday, winning the game with their running backs and allowing Quinn Ewers in the few opportunities he had to complement those running backs winning the game against Kansas by 41 points on Saturday. A quick word from Simply Safer, and we're going to talk about Pete Kukowski and this defense who once again continues to exceed my expectations. If you've thought about securing your home with home security but have been putting it off, you'll want to listen up because right now, Locked On Longhorns listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you won't want to miss it. Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by U.S. News and World Report a third year in a row. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash URL today. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on college. There is no safe like Simply Safe. I really love what this defense has done. I continue to be enamored with the defensive performances. I continue to be amazed with the defensive performances. And like I said on my last episode where I reacted to Texas basketball beating Gonzaga, I said I have no doubt in my mind that Chris Beard is the head coach of the future for this Texas men's basketball team. I have no doubt in my mind that as long as Pete Kukowski wants to be a defensive coordinator, he is the right defensive coordinator for this Texas football team. And we had a track record of what's happened this year because at Boise state, his defense took a huge jump in year two at Washington. His defense took a huge jump in year two. And now at Texas, this defense has taken a huge jump in year two under P. Kukowski. When you look at it all off season, we just asked this defense to be a top 65, 75 defense. We thought the offense would carry us. We said, we just need a top 65, 75 defense. Don't lose the game for us. Right. I said that on this podcast on locked on Longhorns. 
and they've exceeded every expectation. They've been a top 30 to 35 defense in almost every metric. One of the best run defenses in the country, one of the best scoring defenses in the country. They have been elite, right? And I think what has been so exciting for me is, especially on Saturday, was when you look at this Texas defense for some reason, I don't know why, but for some reason, their home and cotton bowl splits, so at DKR and in the cotton bowl against Oklahoma were night and day with their true road splits because they had given up 41 points to Oklahoma State in Stillwater. They had given up 37 points to Texas Tech in Lubbock, and then they gave up 27 points to Kansas in Kansas State, excuse me, in Manhattan, Kansas. And that's something they had not done in the Cotton Bowl at home all year this year, right? Their three worst games had been on the road. And so for them to go to Kansas, right, a team that's put up 40 points multiple times this year, a team that started off 5-0, and right, and hold them to 14 points, I think that's a really good performance. I think Kansas helped them out a little bit, right? Because you bring back Jalen Daniels after missing five and a half, six games, which is half the season, right? And, and and I think he just looked a little rusty. So, you know, maybe they gave, you know, they did Texas a favor there. But I think the way that the Texas defense was playing on Saturday, he was running into a buzzsaw regardless. And I think this would have been a blowout regardless. And so I think that that's really, you know, rewarding for this Texas defense that they can say that they got out of here this year with a, a true road performance, a dominant performance on the road on Saturday. But even more than that, what's been more exciting than the statistics, right? Because you can look at the statistics and say, OK, this Texas defense is is, is really good. But I think what's been so, you know, kind of heartwarming for me is the development, because that's something that you can sell. Right. Like when you look at the Texas defense, and the development of these players, right? They're talking about Tavondre Sweat and Keandre Coburn possibly being, you know, top four round picks, right? Being picked before the end of the fourth round, you know, maybe even the, the second or the third, right? You know, those are things that we were not hearing coming into the season. And so for Pete Kukowski, that's something you can sell. Like you can talk to Sadir Mitchell or, or D-tackle prospects and say, why can't you be Keandre Coburn? Why can't you be Tavondre Sweat? When you look at Jalen Ford, who is making a strong case for Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year, right, and had a great interception, uh, you know, when Kansas was was moving a little bit against Jalen Daniels uh, on Saturday. Like I said, Jalen Ford has just been amazing this year. You could sell that to an Anthony Hill, right? And you can say, why can't you be Jalen Ford? You could sell that to a Liana LaFowle. You could sell that to a Samaj Burrell, right? And so I think that's been exceptional development there. And then when you look at, you know, corners, right? You can sell to Malik Muhammad, like look what Jade Barron's doing. And Jade Barron has been an absolute superstar as well at that star position. I've seen now two weeks in a row, but not only is he, he great in coverage, right? I've seen two weeks in a row where he's single-handedly blown up a screen pass, right? That's effort and that's grit and that's tenacity, right? And against TCU, he was being blocked by two defenders. He split them and tackled the ball carrier for a loss on the screen. And then against Kansas, there was a third and two where Kansas was driving and he got off his block and tackled the ball carrier who caught a screen in the backfield and then forced the Kansas punt, right? And so he's been such a great player. He's already scored two defensive touchdowns this year, had the opportunity for a pick six on, I think, Kansas's first drive, and somehow it ended up being a completion, you know, only Texas, right? But Jade Barron has been one of the best defensive backs in the Big 12 this year, and, um, you know, I think you can sell that, you know, to a, a Malik Muhammad or any corners that are interested in the University of Texas. When you look at the safety play, it's better than it's ever been, and, of course, you have to give Gary Patterson um, – you know, some credit for the DBs as well. But when you look at that, 
the the communication and the play between Anthony Cook and Jaron Thompson has been exceptional this year. We've had the best safety play we've had in a while this year. You can sell that to a Derek Williams. You know, you can say a, a five star safety like you could be next in this unit. You could sell that to any other safeties you're targeting in the 2023 class and beyond. So not only have they exceeded expectations this year statistically and put together a brand of football that has been really good on the defensive side. I fully believe in my heart that this Texas defense played well enough this year to get Texas to the big 12 championship game, but you also can sell the development that we're seeing on the defensive side to all of these prospects. And now the type of players that you've struggled to recruit those top edge prospects, those top linebacker prospects. Now you can say, look what we've done with Jalen Ford. Look what we've done with Keandre Coburn. Look what we've done with Tarandre Sweat. Look what we've done with other players on this defense. If you come to the university of Texas, we're going to play an aggressive brand of defense. We're going to be a great defense and we're going to bring in great defensive players. And you likely are going to go to the NFL based on what we're doing on the defensive side of the ball under Pete Kukowski, you can sell that now to recruits. And I think recruits are definitely taking notice of what this Texas defense is doing. And I wouldn't be surprised if, like I said, those edge recruits and those linebacker recruits, those recruits that Texas has historically struggled with since the Mac Brown era, you're going to start to bring in those elite players again. And elite players, of course, leads to elite performances on the field. A quick word from Nissan. And then we're just going to talk about what this win means for Texas and what I want to see from them for the next two games moving forward. Our partners at Nissan have worked with us to create a new segment across the Lockdown College Network titled Thrilling Moments, where we highlight the most exciting play from the Texas game or throughout the history of our alma mater. And this week's thrilling moment came from one of our running backs, not named B. John Robinson. Of course, B. John Robinson was electric, breaking his single game rushing record over 240 yards, breaking his single game touchdown record with over four touchdowns. But it was so exciting to see the future. Right. Jonathan Brooks, number 24, come in and do what he did. And he, of course, had that 70 yard run where he just gets through the line of scrimmage. And then you see the burst at the end. Great times ahead on the 40. We're going to have a great running back room headlined by Jonathan Brooks next year. This segment has been inspired by the thrilling new designs featured across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in the all new frontier, Armada or Pathfinder today. Available now at NissanUSA.com. Texas had an amazing opportunity against TCU to control their own destiny to the Big 12 championship game. And unfortunately, they squandered it. We could be looking at a situation now where they beat TCU, they would have beat Kansas, and they would be a Baylor win away from making the Big 12 championship game. Now they need a little bit of help. Like I said, they're going to have to hope that the Kansas team that they just throttled on Saturday can beat a Kansas State team this coming up Saturday is playing really good football. If you ask me right now, of course, I'll be wishing for it. I want Texas to be in the Big 12 championship game. If you ask me right now, I don't think that's going to happen based on what we saw from Kansas on Saturday and what I've been seeing from Kansas State recently. Right, That's a really good football team led by Adrian Martinez and Deuce Vaughn um, with that run game. I've said that even if Texas were to get to eight and four and then go to a bowl game, I've said that that would be disappointing because of the context. The context being that even if you said – Texas would go eight and four coming into the season. You had a lead against the Alabama Crimson Tide with 84 seconds left in that game. You lose that game. You had a 14 point lead against Texas Tech. You lose that game. You had a 14 point lead against Oklahoma State. You lose that game. You hold a TCU offense that averages 45 points a game to 17. Your defense gives you seven points as well. You lose that game. So, yes, eight and four would be an improvement from five and seven. But when you look how the four losses happen, you have to say that Texas left some meat on the bone. After seeing the performance on Saturday, this is what I want to see from this Texas team. 
whether they make the Big 12 championship or not, I want them to go out in a tough game against Baylor, albeit at home. I want them to win that game. And then whoever they line up in the bowl game, you know, that's probably going to be B. John Robinson, Jordan Whittington, Keandre Coburn, DeMarvin Overshone, Anthony Cook. It's going to be a lot of players that that's going to be their last game. They need to get out of here with the win, right? If Texas ends this season with nine and four, with a nine and four record and a bowl win, I will say that this was a good season for the University of Texas. I will not come off the premise that they left some meat on the bone because they did. That's not going to change, right? Texas had every opportunity to make the Big 12 championship game. And as it looks right now, that's not going to happen, although I'm rooting and praying for the Kansas Jayhawks to beat Kansas State on Saturday. But like I said, if you're going into next season, right, in Sark's third year, coming off a five and seven season, you can say we went nine and four in year two with a bowl win. That gives me a lot of optimism that Steve Sarkisian is on his way to proving that he is the right head coach for the University of Texas, especially when you're looking at the 2023 class that you're bringing in headline by Arch Manning. So with the win on Saturday against Kansas, I thought they looked really good. I have to give all credit to the players and the coaching staff for putting together a complete 60-minute dominant performance against the Kansas Jayhawks. If they can beat Baylor, which is going to be a tough game, it's not going to be easy. I love Dave Aranda and what he's done with the Baylor Bears. And if they can win their bowl game and end this season 9-4, and four, that gives me a lot of optimism going into next season that Texas has a chance to make it to the Big 12 championship and can be a sneaky college football playoff contender. So take care of business, win your next two games, and I can say, as the host of Locked on Longhorns and a Texas fan, that's <laughs> really what I am at the end of the day, that I'm satisfied with the season from Steve Sarkeesian and I'm excited for the future of this Texas Longhorns football team. We have to pick up the win. We have to take care of what we can control, control what we can control on Friday, the day after Thanksgiving against Baylor. And then we have to hope and pray that Lance Lightfoot, Jalen Daniels, and that Kansas Jayhawk team can knock off the Kansas State Wildcats on Saturday to allow Texas to get into the Big 12 championship game and have a rematch against the TCU Horn Frogs. But that's later in the week. Right now, we celebrate and we acknowledge that this Texas team played a great 60 minutes of football against Kansas, and that's the reason they won by 41 points on Saturday. Hook them, and peace.